will we be able to go an entire episode without talking about that slap from last year's Oscar ceremony? I mean, I hope so, but we'll find out together on this episode of that song from that movie. Everything everywhere. All the time. No! Thank you for joining the song from the movie, the journey for the very best and worst of movie songs. I am your seat filler host, Dietrich. Mm-hmm. Cheers. And with us, <laughs> as always, is the rooster to my goose, Alex. <laughs> I'd rather be Iceman. Can I be Iceman? But only Iceman from the original Tucker. What about Iceman from the Marvel comics? Uh, no. I mean, I mean, I could be Frozen. From The Incredibles, he's kind of... He's yeah. kind of an ice man. Yeah, he's the best one, probably. I can see that. I can definitely see that. Where's my super suit? <laughs> and completing the lineup is the lady to my gaga, Ben. <laughs> I mean, sure. Sure. That's why the lady is a train. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Callbacks. We're coming in hot today. Yep. We're already, like, incredibly impenetrable podcast of references to previous episodes. <laughs> <laughs> lady Gaga... She is a lot younger than I thought she was. I don't know why I thought she was a lot older than than thirty six. So so wait, so she is thirty six. She is thirty six. I thought, thought she was, she was older. older than than yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly how old I would have placed her. <laughs> to, no, the well, like, <laughs> to the year. To the guess the birthday. You got one in three hundred sixty five chance. Oh, uh, twenty sixth of July. For a second, when you said twenty, I started to like <laughs> wince. Twenty eighth of March, miles away. <laughs> yeah. I would like to know in the past fortnight what have you been watching? You didn't do it. <laughs> you didn't do it. What's happening, Alex? Yeah, slow off the draw. No, 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 no. It was intentional. He didn't get nominated for an Oscar, so he's not trying anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get nominated at the Poddy Awards. <laughs> so you know, phoning it in now. <laughs> like you never were before. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So go on then. What have you guys been watching? Uh, so in the in the spirit of the Oscars, I watched um, the Elvis movie. Yeah, it was pretty Which good. Which movie is that? The Elvis one. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the one about Elvis, <laughs> or the one that's not so much about Elvis, but kind of about Elvis in per- like in the periphery. But it, for some reason, inexplicable reason, has this odd framing device around Tom Hanks, who oh, yeah. is just Tom Hanks doing a slightly. Dutch accent. <laughs> it's, it's a weird accent, but yeah, it's a good, it's a goodish film. I, th- yeah. I would recommend it. Like, it's not, you know, it's a fun romp, but it's, I did, it's just an odd. I thought it was just an odd way to kind of approach the story because it felt, yeah. it felt like the parts about Elvis were good. <laughs> the parts yeah, where yeah. you just had this weird, like I said, weird framing device around uh, the Colonel it just seemed to kind of place it in an odd, in an odd way, but. It's hard to describe unless you watch it, but it's it's very it's very Baz Luhrmann. It's 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 um it's a good watch. It's like a million miles an hour, isn't it? It it is. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't doesn't it's not slow and steady at the beginning, is it? It just like throws you straight into. No, no. <laughs> yeah, God, he must spend he must enjoy the editing room. Yeah. Um, have you seen any interviews with Austin Butler when the build up to the I guess the various awards? No, I mean I heard that I've, I... he can't stop doing the voice. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no, I've heard this. Yeah, that he's still doing it. Yeah, <laughs> his voice has just become that the Elvis voice. Yeah, that's funny. And I also read a story about is it Vanessa Hudgens that used to go out with? I think he like predicted that he would like win an Oscar for being Elvis or something, something random like that. <laughs> like she she said that like uh, one day he would play Elvis. 
and 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 then he did, and then you know. <laughs> He hasn't won an Oscar yet, but he might do. He's come a long way from Zoe 101. He's come a long way from Zoe 101. What about you, Ben? <laughs> I saw Tar, which is great. I saw The Fablemans, which was fine. <laughs> which was long. Isn't David Lynch in that film like playing like Tom Ford or something? Oh, it is David Lynch, isn't it? I you know, I didn't know he plays um yeah, John Ford. John Ford, sorry, not Tom Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the fashionista. It, it, yeah, I, I, you know what I didn't get that. The the worst thing was I went went to see when I went to see it, it the film opens with a greeting from Steven Spielberg thanking you for seeing the film like in on the big screen and like how happy he is that this is like his most personal film. There was like three people in the cinema and I just felt guilt. <laughs> I, I'm trying, Steven, I'm really trying. <laughs> I think it's bombed. I think it's absolutely bombed. Um, and I watched Wakanda Forever the other day. Which I thought was fine. I was fine. What was fine? And what about you, D? So I'm not sure if you guys have spoken about this film before, but I watched the Alex Garland movie Men. Uh, I, I've only heard absolutely awful things. It's uh, it's quite a film. It's quite an experience of a film, I think, is a pleasant way of putting it. It's got Jesse Buckley in it as well, which is amazing. Yeah, so she's the main character, and it's like she's recently broken up with her longtime partner, and she's gone to like some cottage in the middle of nowhere to try get over it. Where there's a thousand Rory Kinnears. <laughs> Where every single person in the village is played by Rory Kinnear. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nightmare in itself, isn't it? It's one of the fucking weirdest films I've ever seen, with an ending that just leaves you sort of going, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> yeah. it, it's you have to see it, but also I'm sorry if you watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame because like Ex Machina is awesome, and Annihilation was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, mm. I saw Rory Kinnear in that film. Uh, actually, it's another film I saw called The Bank of Dave. <laughs> you guys watch this? Oh, it is Rory. I, heard, I saw. An, I heard an interview with it the other day, and I assumed it was Rory Kinnear. Um, it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. Oh god, it's weird. It's a film set just, just, just to, uh, while we're on one. He, uh, it's a film set in <laughs> Burnley about a man who sets up his own bank. Right. It's kind of like it's it's a classic like British underdog story, you know, cricket in Yorkshire, that kind of vibe. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but the entire film is is it's set in Burnley and London, but all of it is filmed in Leeds. So it was like they they were like, what city could be both Burnley? And London, <laughs> Leeds. Yeah, and it's really yeah. weird because you just watch it. It's like, well, that's Leeds. That's Leeds. That's, <laughs> that's all Leeds. you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But 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 a lot of the a lot of the film is filmed in the Duck and Drake pub. Wow. It's even called the Duck and Drake. Like they don't change the name of it or anything. It's right like oh. next to the railway. The, the underpass. Believe the Duck and Drake still standing. Does the film show the mural of Pablo Hernandez on the side? of it? <laughs> I didn't remember seeing that. <laughs> that oh, is it on the it. side? Is that where it is? It's on the side of the Duck and Drake. Yeah. Wow. No, I didn't. I didn't see. It. They didn't show it from that angle. <laughs> so this episode is our now annual overview of the best original song category at this year's Academy Awards. Uh, if you're listening to this, you already are experiencing what's happening in the world as the movies came out. So uh, before we crack into the song nominees, it's time for our usual chat about this year's Oscars generally. Who do we think is going to win Best Picture? Which, which is the only one that matters. Oh, let's have a look. I've got the nominees in front of me if you want me to yeah, read them go on. Well, I know some of them, but yeah, go and read them out. I've actually seen a fair few of them this year. All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, not seen that. But I have seen the original version from like the 70s. I must say, it is hard. that is hard is watching it? as well. Like, it's, pr- it is proper grim in some in some places. War. 
What is it good for? Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Films, apparently. There's, there's, there is just a bit. I mean, it's not really spot. There's like a 10 minute bit where it's just watching a guy sh- sh- choke for literally 10 minutes. <laughs> and you're like, just, does it have to be 10 minutes? <laughs> Realism. Is he choking yeah, on like no, something that's like dramatic or is it like he's eating like a salting? Worse, he's choking on dirt. Oh, I thought it was going to be like gas or something. Not no, just, no, no. Well, no, he's, I think he's been shot and like, there's another, I guess he's a Frenchman in the films from a German perspective and he's trying to get the guy who's choking to be quiet so he doesn't get found. So he's just like putting his putting dirt in his mouth to hopefully choke him quicker, but he doesn't choke quicker. <laughs> it takes 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, next. Avatar The Way of Water. Yeah, not seen. Not seen it. Ben, go on. It should not win. It should not win. Okay. I mean, I didn't have to see it to know that, but go on. <laughs> uh, the Banshees of Insurin, if I've pronounced that correct. Could win, because I think it's a very good film. They do like Martin McDonough as well. Uh, next is Elvis, but we've already talked about that. Decent film. Well, probably won't win. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I think this is going to win. Probably it. should win, based on the films that I've seen. Yeah. Really good. The Fablemans, but again, yeah. you've already talked about it. <laughs> Tar, again. Ben's already talked yeah, about it. Yeah, it's just not going to win. It's good, but it's not going to win. Top Gun Maverick. Hopefully it doesn't win. I mean, a great film, though. Come on, let's listen it is, to that. It's pretty it's good. Film. I mean, the action's good. I mean, I know we're going to talk about it later, but I was not a fan. Okay. Next, Triangle of Sadness. I've not seen not this. Seen. No, and finally, controversially, Women Talking. Not seen this. Women talk. I've heard it's not very good, <laughs> yeah. and it was a shock that it got nominated. <laughs> I wonder why it was nominated. None of us really did like Harvey Weinstein, I promise. <laughs> it feels like that's what this film is. So, uh, you think Everything Everywhere All At Once? I hope one? it's Everything Everywhere All At Once. I also think, because of how the Oscars, I think, uh, always is a bit, you know, I have to be very aware that they yeah. have gotten so much criticism in a lot of years. I think it's a, a, it's not only the best film, it is also a right film to win. Do you think there's anything else that could win? Elvis is... I think I think the Elvis is the only other thing that I think, just because of the, how the other awards might go, that a lot of people might just group them, because I think he's... Austin Butler's probably going to win Best Actor, just because they love a biopic. Like, the Oscars just love a biopic. It doesn't even matter if it's a good one. Yeah. Hence why that... What's her face is bloody nominated? Anna de Armas for Blonde, which is a terrible film. Okay, so we'll go into the Oscar-nominated songs for Best Original Song. We're going to go for each one individually, as we do normally. And I'm going to go first. And because it's the first one on my list, I am going with Lift Me Up by Rihanna from the movie Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yes, I did not say Black Panda. <laughs> <laughs> Black Panda, Wakanda Forever. Of course, out of the, um, the five that we're covering, I took the Marvel movie. So... Lift Me Up by Rihanna is from the superhero sequel, which I've just said, and is played over the end as it fades to credits. Uh, of course, uh, before I continue, I have to uh, acknowledge the passing of King T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman, and, and how his death affected not only the movie in a literal script production sense, <laughs> yeah. but changed the vibe of the movie to one of loss and, uh, you know, things like that, and it inspired the creation of this song. Uh, just before we go into the song details, what do you think of this film if you've seen it? Have you seen it, Alex? I have not. So you, yeah. you may as well go first, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I only knew that about the change in scripts recently. And for how the general Marvel films have been recently, which in my opinion have been pretty crap, mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it enough. I, I maybe maybe enjoy is not the word. I um like I thought they did Namor very well. I thought that yep, was interesting. Agreed. I think in the sense of character development, I think they did it well. It 
the tonal shifts, I think it jumps around a bit too much. Like I think it would yeah. have I think it would have been better if they just kept it on a on like a or like a steady, like a slow beat and then build it up to you know, a crescendo, but it feels like they just don't know where to go. And I think it's a bit maybe it's a bit of that having their cake and eat it too sort of thing. Like they're wanting the 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 relic and the the honour of Chadwick Boseman while at the still time making a fun, upbeat, action packed you know, typical Marvel film, yeah. and I think uh, I think it would have been better to just do that. How do you cope with the loss of not only Marvel franchise in the sense of probably would would have been one of their leading uh, characters into this next phase, uh, and mm-hmm. also someone who was an inspiration, I guess, to uh, a lot of black audiences with being the first sort of like black lead in a Marvel film, the impact it had in a lot of sort of like African American communities and across Africa. It, it's just I don't know. I feel like it's lost a lot of it just gets a bit lost. Yeah, well, I think on a previous episode, like on a What Have We Been Watching segment, I think I, I, I called the movie a bit disjointed. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, yeah. There's parts of the film that really work, like basically everything with Namor, but everything yeah. where they've clearly had to shuffle the characters around to get Shuri as the main character, it, it feels like there's something wrong with the scene and it feels like it's not the way it was originally intended. No. So if they kind of had to twist it to make someone... In a position where they can become the new Black Panther. Yeah, yeah. So like following the how like the first film is sort of like who is who should be the Black Panther. They sort of play with that again. Right. Now that nobody's in the role. I also don't like her. <laughs> so that doesn't know. The base of Angela Bassett, I thought was the fantastic. Actress. Yeah, I don't like the actress. No. Well, oh, Angela Bassett is amazing in this. Angela Bassett's fantastic and should be. And I mean, she's in it a fair amount, but it should be more. Um, yeah, whatever the name of the girl, the British girl. Uh, obviously, she's quite controversial, uh, but none of that gets mentioned really, which is quite interesting. She's an anti-vax. COVID. Yeah, anti-vax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Personally, I hope they don't push her into that, into the biggest realm of things, which is why I would have liked to have been a more solemn look at how this this continues in another way, not just the, and then we pass it on to the next person. Yeah. Alex, your thoughts on the film? Um, Well, like I say. Alex, your thoughts on Rihanna? My thoughts on Rihanna? Her entire discography. Uh, Well, I mean, it's obviously full perfect it's full it's a full <laughs> discography there's the a, best song unfaithful uh i mean it's up there and it? it's a good one what about shut up and drive <laughs> oh pon the replay surely pon the replay is a good song pon the replay still don't understand what pon means no but we're taking taking it way back to the early days of rihanna <laughs> so the song lift me up was written by a combination of rihanna the movie's composer ludwig Garanson, the movie's director ryan kugler and a Nigerian singer-songwriter called Thames. The song was written as a tribute to Chadwick Boseman, first and foremost, rather than as a tribute to the character and how it fits in the film. The aforementioned Thames was uh, quoted saying that when they wrote the song, they were trying to imagine what it would feel like if you could sing to the person you've lost. Okay. And how so how would you express the feelings of loss and grief to them? For me, I think in isolation, it's actually pretty effective at doing that. Mm. It it does feel like a very personal song. I think you might you may not agree, but I think it does genuinely feel like Rihanna is sort of giving it her all and is really feeling the lyrics. Like it feels like she has an emotional stake in the song. Yeah, but I don't think it works in the movie. No, again, because it's disjointed. I think if they did a more somber film, it'd fit. And yep. I, in fact, actually, I noticed. There's almost like a leitmotif of the of the like just like a few keys of the song play, re- repeatedly played, yeah. especially in the more like um, reflective, uh, somber, honouring Chadwick's memory, which 
is really nice, but then, like I say, it gets jerky and actiony, and it's like, well, it's gone now. Well, yeah, I felt like the way the film builds to the end credits with clips of Chadwick Boseman, it feels like it needs to be like a a more impactful, louder, bigger song. Uh, yeah, I I still think it maybe should have that. Like, it does feel like it's not going anywhere sometimes. Like, I think if the film, yeah, yeah maybe the whole point of it was it's just somber. But it does yeah. feel like it's going to build. Like you're expecting, like I don't know, yeah. some drums to kick in or a choir or some yep. even like layers. You know, like a re- more reverb or something like that. But nothing happens. <laughs> I find it hard not to compare it to "See You Again" from Fast and Furious Seven. Everything should be compared to that. Yeah, well, I mean, that sort of perfectly captured the mood of the fans of obviously after the passing of Paul Walker, but it also fit perfectly in that movie. Yeah, and sort of takes you to the end credits in a way that feels right yeah, in the film but this one it's sort of i remember being in the cinema going this is so light and the thing i'm seeing on screen is supposed to like be really impactful but the song isn't matching it yeah it's i guess it's kind of hard to articulate um the only way i can sort of describe how i feel this song works in the film or doesn't work in the film sorry is like do you know when you have a meeting at work and everyone sort of comes up with an idea and everyone in the meeting is really like yeah this is gonna work this is great this is great and then you go back to your desk and you start poking holes at it and you start going, mm, maybe this isn't going to work at all. How do I tell somebody it's not going to work and nobody had the guts <laughs> to say it? It feels very personal moment to you, D. Oh yeah, that's not based on anything that's happened to me in the past month. <laughs> what do you think of the song, Alex? I think it's okay. I think, um, obviously, I don't I don't know about the context and its usage in the film. I think on its own yeah. it stands up as a as a good song. It felt. Do you say if it comes up in the closing credits, it feels a bit like it, it could work as a. It has a closing credits kind of yeah, vibe to it. Um, it sort of builds towards it and it has like a, a montage of clips of him. Oh, okay, and then leads into it. I mean, I think I think like you you said, D, the performance from Rihanna is is just like it's pretty impeccable, and it's like you can feel like the pure emotion. And I think like the the video was quite good because it was kind of it felt quite intimate with her just sort of like stood in like the flickering flame on that beach, but. Out of all of the songs, we probably are going to at some point pick our favourites and our least favourites. 100%. It didn't really do much for me beyond that. Like, I, th- mm-hmm. I felt like it, it was the kind of song where if I heard it like 10 times, 20 times, 30 times on the radio, it would wear me down and eventually I'd be like, yeah, this is a good song. But just like hearing it a couple of times, I wasn't that like, it didn't immediately grab me in the way that some of the other ones did. I think it was a. Pr- I think it's a pretty strong group of songs. Personally, I mean, you guys may disagree, but I think like comb- when you listen to them all together, there wasn't really one that was like stood out as a dud. Really, they all kind of had some like yeah, a lot I of positive qualities. So, I think like when I listened to it, I kind of felt like, oh, this is this is a tribute to Chadwick Boseman. I think that was what I took from it. I didn't think it was. Yep. I didn't even think like, oh yeah, this would fit within the film because they had clips of the film. And actually, like, you think, well, I did, like you've said, like, and and you pick this up from the video, the music videos, like, don't see how this would fit within a Marvel film because it feels like too, it feels too somber, and unless like the entire film took that tone, it'd be difficult to make the song work in that situation. So, for what yeah. you've said, that rings true with what I saw in the video and the song when they were put together, let alone what it would be like in the film. So that seems to all ring true to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Right, let's move on to Tell It Like a Woman. So this is the film with a song by our fair lady, Diane Warren. I'm never, I'm never ready. I'm never ready. You're never ready. Go on. You want to you get it up? The jingle. You want to get it up? Diane Warren. You want to get it? <laughs> and colleagues. 
Diane Warren. <laughs> so yes, this song is applause by Diane Warren. I mean, and we, it's weird that we say by Diane Warren. So it's sung by someone called Sophia Carson. But who cares? Diane Warren. <laughs> the film is Tell It Like a Woman. I don't know why Diane Warren... Yes, she gets nominated every year. Yes, it seems to be for a film that no one's heard about. <laughs> Some people even say that this is just a money laundering operation. <laughs> This is a question I wanted to know. I was hoping it came up in your notes. Is it a real film? Because it, it, it doesn't the, seem to exist. It does not have a Wikipedia page. Some people I've read, and I've d- gone quite deep dive in some sort of conspiracy theory here. Some people say that the only way to watch it is to contact a certain guy on Reddit who has an MP4. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because like, if you watch, there's a trailer for it that has the song that plays over. And it looks like a made-up film. Yep. It looks like a film that is not real. It, yeah, well, it's not It's not a real film. It's like so it's eight, not, seven. It's not a real film. It's seven short yes, films. Yes, yeah, yeah. Even like the summary of the film sounds very... Um, it almost sounds AI-generated. Um, Tell It Like yeah. a Woman comprises of seven <laughs> segments directed by female directors um, from different parts of the world and shot in Italy, India, Japan, and the US. Each segment is an inspirational and empowering story about women, by women, for everyone. Um, if that's not AI generated, if that's not chat GPT, I don't know what it is. <laughs> don't bring them up. Obviously, I can't watch the film because I've not, <laughs> I've not emailed the guy on Reddit <laughs> to get the MP4. You've got to, you've got to do it now. Ben. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people are really angry because there's a lot of completionists out there. I used to be one of these people, and uh, they're yeah. very annoyed that they, they, because uh, they want to watch all the nominated films for an Oscar, and this is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a lot of them are having to rely on the, just the watching the, the video. It is very, very odd. Um, and this is her 14th nomination. She has a victory technically now. She was given mm. an honorary Oscar like at the end of last year. Well done, Diane, at the Governor's Awards. Um, so that was just for her musical contribution to film over the years. Um, deserved. Des- absolutely deserved. Well, yeah, she definitely does. Des- she's uh, yeah, incredibly hardworking. Have you seen the video for this song? Yes. Yes. I find it odd that she's in it. Yes, <laughs> it looks like she's been in the it, rounds as well because like there's like other performances like live on Jimmy Kimmel and she's there on the piano yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so. and I think clearly like she's carrying this. Um, I don't know who Sophia Carson is, but um, I think the song is. I think the song's like just like all the others. It's good enough. It feels like an Oscar song, and that's kind of where yeah. it ends for me. Like, it does feel like it's, you know, the epic cinematic style that she does. But what do you guys think? I mean, she knows how to write a hook, doesn't she? Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's, it's it's a, a hooky hook. song. I think, like, when you... Again, like, I'm, I'm thinking about them all together. This one's kind of almost the catchiest, in that it's the one that kind of sticks in my... Stuck in my mind the most, just because it was... Cause it, I don't know it's because there's a lot of repetition or what, but it just feels like can't it's... be more repetition than one song we're about to come on to in a bit. <laughs> no, I was thinking the same thing, Matt. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah, well, I know what you mean, but that one is, I, you know, I don't speak that language, so it was, <laughs> it was hard for that to... I'm, still, really, I'm singing it right now. ...to really fix it, but, but we'll come on to that. But I felt like this one was like, again, like the Rihanna one, it didn't it didn't really affect me in any way. Like a few of the other ones did, did actually have like quite an effect on me. This one, not so much, but I was just looking like, it's just, it's just another Diane Warren song to add to the collection. Yeah, it I f- does feel like that. Yeah. I mean, I felt like we, we've obviously covered quite a lot of her songs in individual episodes and I think they were all stronger, but I, I, you can't, you can't say anything bad about someone who was just like putting out this level of like, a song every single year and every single year yeah. gets nominated and i don't know whether it's just nominated because it's like oh it's just diane warren again or or, or what but 
you can't deny that she's it, well, she's it has always to be there. By the fact that she's she's on a fake film. <laughs> well, well, it's like the film has been made for her to for have Diane a son. Warren. Yeah, possibly. The fact that she's in the video as well. But it has quite a lot of famous her. people in the film, doesn't it? Like it had Cara yeah, Delevingne yeah, yeah. and it had Jennifer yeah, Hudson yeah. in it. So it's, yeah. it's not... apparently Cara Delevingne's performance is one of the worst things ever. That's, that's her in everything. <laughs> she though. plays a mentally unhinged woman collecting rubbish on the top of yeah, a hotel. Yeah, so, about that the better. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a catchy song. I thought the vocal performance was pretty good as well. That the was yep. it Sophia Carson. Sophia Carson. Yeah. Yes, she has quite an, an, an unusual voice. I couldn't really pin it down at first. What do you think? Yeah, but then the first, yeah. I listened to it a couple oh, of yeah, times. Okay. Uh, I find she it. looks very awkward when she starts applauding. She looks like I think everything's AI now. <laughs> I don't trust anything. I don't even know. There's only a robot would clap like that. I don't think it's going to win. Well, <laughs> I know I it's not going to win. Diane, Diane was saying when she was writing it, I guess because she just, I think she just found out she was going to get an Oscar. She said like, no, give yourself some applause. You deserve it. So she said she took five minutes oh. of break, applauded herself and then went back. Right. Yeah. She just said she sits at the piano or the guitar and the music just pours out. It would, I wouldn't put it on my Spotify playlist. Oh, no, no, no. But I also wouldn't say it's a bad song. It, it's sort of, as the kids would say nowadays, mid. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yep. he's so down, so hip. I thought it was interesting, Alex, that you thought the vocal performance was quite good because I think that's the problem with this song. Is that, what that it's not? That it's it's too it's too weak. Mm. There's moments where the song is really punching, like it's trying to Diane's trying to like punch the song into your ears. She's giving it all on the piano, finger pointing and stuff, <laughs> head head going. But like the vocals don't match it, and it makes it. I think it just leaves it a little bit empty for me. It needs someone with a. Well, I'm going, to, I'm going to say stronger, but why actually means louder voice. Yeah, but that could be it. Uh, that like, could be the, the like a Christina. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously that would heighten it. <laughs> Christina Aguilera. Yeah. But that could be down to the sound mixing. I don't know. Maybe that it. It, it could be. But could yeah, be. I know. I do know. I do know what you mean, though. I do know what you mean. Well, what I don't understand is should should she be nominated for this song, or should should she be nominated for the song from Eighty for Brady? I don't know if I've heard that one. What? Oh my god. I will, Dolly Parton, Belinda Carlisle. I thought she, I thought she was nominated for that. Is that that's weird, nope. isn't it? Yeah, because I remember seeing that and thinking, oh, Debbie Harry, Gloria Estefan. How, how can she not be nominated? How could that? Cindy Lauper. Oh, that film. It's oh, yes, super yes. group. Is that is that not, not out yet though? The film's oh, out. It? it came out oh, last right. weekend. Um, oh. The song wasn't nominated. Is it because it was? It, it looks like a film that maybe exists solely on those weird television <laughs> stations that my mum watches while she irons. <laughs> uh, no comment. Do you want to hear the uh, jingle one more time? Diane Warren. There you go. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, so song three. Um, I don't remember what order you guys did this in, but the song is "This Is a Life" and it is performed by Mitski and David Byrne, and it's scored by Sunlux. And the song is from "Everything Everywhere All at Once," which we've talked a little bit about already in this episode. Yeah, yep. it's directed by Daniels. Um, Daniels. <laughs> it's much easier to call them the Daniels, isn't it? No, it's directed by Daniels. Because <laughs> like, it makes it sound like it's just all the Daniels. It's directed by a group of Daniels. Yeah. Ever-changing amount of Daniels. Yes, I never yes. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so, so it's a, it, the film is about a weary woman scramble to complete her taxes and bashes it into a humid, multi-dimensional mind-ocalypse of emotion. Um, and it stars oh, quite... Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Su, Ki Hyu Kwan, Jenny Slate, Harry Shum Jr., James Hong, and Jamie Lee Curtis, who apparently just like all of them are nominated for something. I joke, but like I think four or five of them are. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah, a lot of acting, which all deserved because it's a great film. Yeah, before I kind of, I haven't got loads of facts, but before I kind of go into it, what were your guys' first opinions of This Is A Life? 
I don't remember the song from the film. Like, I felt like I remembered certain beats. (laughs) Yeah. So it's one of those. If I watched it back, maybe it'd be a credits thing. But the thing is, I like the song. I I really like the song. I just don't think it's an Oscar song. It's Mm. one of those songs like, um, you know, the Oscars often want something different to win. But they don't want it to be this kind of different. (laughs) They don't want it to be like just like an indie sort of Nick Cave-esque sort of song. Songs like this just don't win Oscars. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of the it's an alternative. It'd be on an alternative playlist on Spotify that my dad puts on in the in the shop. <laughs> it's very middle row. <laughs> no one is offended. It's very chilled, relaxed. It's not going to get you. It's not upbeat at all. But I, I mean, like I say, I can listen to this while I work. Can't listen to a lot of the other songs while I work. Jake, you've not seen the film, but you know, song generally. I was a little underwhelmed by this song. I guess I found it to be quite dull. <laughs> But I'm not sure if that's because I expected it to be something off the wall, something I'd never experienced before because of how people talk about the movie. Mm. I've sort of written here that it doesn't really feel like it's befitting a uh, Best Original Song Oscar nominee. And I guess Ben said something akin to that, but I thought it's because it felt more like the score of a movie than an actual song in its own right. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point. So so it's, it's, it is writ- it's, it's basically it's composed and written by the person who did the score. Oh, no, sorry, it's not a person. It's a group of three people. <laughs> it's AI. <laughs> it's AI. <laughs> it's chat GPT, um, as Ben said. And so it's, it's actually, so yeah, so the people who did the score did also do this song. So I suppose it forms part of the score and the soundtrack slash score is about 45 songs. <laughs> like So it's it fits somewhere within that. Um, I don't remember it from the film either, Ben. I don't know if it features in the film or whether it is just like, yeah. Like... Alex, I'll ask you a question. Go on. Which will make no sense to D. Is it the kind of song that does feel like it should be in the bagel? <laughs> should, should I just take my earphones out and you chat for five minutes? <laughs> in no way is it a spoiler, but it's just, is it that kind of song? It feels like a song that does summarize the bagel. The song, I mean, and this is it. Like, I really like this song. I really like David Byrne anyway, seeing David Byrne line. So, you know, I enjoy oh, him. there you go. Yes. But I think, like, what I liked about it was, like, it was kind of as, like, beautifully enigmatic, interesting, and kind of weirdly arresting as the film was. Like, it was, it was, it was kind of, it's kind of uncomfortable to listen to in that it's, you don't really know where it's going, and it kind of, the volume sort of shifts, and it kind of breathes, like, it sort of inhales, exhales, and it kind of like sort of matches that scattered, like loud, loud, quiet construction of the film, I thought. And I like I liked that they brought in sort of two different styles of vocal that don't seem to really fit together, but then kind of they come into harmony yeah, yeah. and then out. And that kind of just that fits with the kind of this idea of the sort of multi-dimensional planes of the film, doesn't it? So I, I think it kind of does work as yeah. as a rep- as a as a vocal representation of the film in itself. Yeah. yeah. It's not explosive in the way that the film sometimes is. But I do think it kind yeah. of it it does sum it up in in some way. Yeah, it does feel like the kind of song that would be on a on an indie darling film. Yeah, you know, like a like you know accompanied like bookmarked by like an Elliot Smith song. <laughs> um, you know, um, and I forget those the that 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 couple that play on all the Juno songs. The loud, loud, quiet thing is quite interesting because yeah, it did feel like um kind of like the, the like the Pixies esque in that very yeah. like you it's just very non uniform. Like you're right. I didn't know where it was going. I didn't know what to. Even when I thought like, oh, it's this kind of song. It was like, oh, oh no, it's got a bit of this. Oh, it's got. It's like an almost like a something to break down, which is the film. Yeah, like you could analyze the song, and you could definitely analyze the film. <laughs> yeah, I I kind of get what you you're saying, Dean. I think in in isolation, 
I can't I can't listen to it in isolation now because I'm associating it with the film, so I don't I don't know what my opinion yeah. would be. But I think it does kind of present the ideas of the film quite well on in, in within like of what is like, what like a three minute song. The the soundtrack itself is quite has quite like a big mismatch of stuff. It has like a Randy, it has a Randy Newman who's collaborated in it. <laughs> um, my favorite thing with Andre three thousand collaborated on five songs where he just played the flute. <laughs> It's incredible. Just flu? Well, yeah, well, he flute. said he brought several different flutes with him, and, and and one of the flutes could be played on both sides, so, so it could be harmonized between by two people. <laughs> which is he knows. Well, who knows? Andre three thousand's got a lot of talents. Um, and D, I thought yeah, I thought you might like this. The Matrix apparently was a big influence uh, and provided the sci-fi palette for the score. Shout out to Rob Dugan, as we always do. Y- you know, I think in terms of an actual song. Like we'll go in, we'll go into which ones we think will win and stuff. But I think it's an actual song. It was my favorite of the the five. I know you guys are very excited to talk <laughs> about some of the others, so so maybe we'll move on. But but yeah, this I think this is just much more my vibe. <laughs> yeah, should we move yep. on then? Yep. Okay, so uh, next we'll talk about "Hold My Hand" by Lady Gaga from Top Gun Maverick. So with the original Top Gun having banger after banger after banger, the sequel for Top Gun had a lot to live up to and needed to deliver with its own original song. Uh, And also, if you haven't yet, check out our breakdown of the songs of the original Top Gun. I guess before I go into the details of the song, we've already sort of briefly touched upon our opinions of the film, but uh, let's go into a little bit more. Personally, I didn't find the film to be very good. (laughs) I felt like it was very akin to the first one, except it didn't have the charm of the first one, so which sort of left it as just a sort of mediocre action movie. Mm. It just just felt like a a, a naff rehash to me. I think there's a lot of naff in it, but no, I mean, the action is absolutely, I thought it was incredible. I I I saw it at the cinema, and I don't know, just kind of, like any Tom Cruise film at the moment, it's just like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I thought. I mean, the the action sequences were about a thousand times better than the original. The original, the action yeah, sequences made zero crap. sense. You could not follow what was going on in the slightest. This was just like it was another level. Did you see it in the cinema? You day? watched the first one for the, all the all the hot all the hot volleyball action. <laughs> what did you say, Alex? Did you see it in the cinema or did you watch it on TV? I watched it on TV. I watched. Uh, it was part of the Paramount Plus free trial. I squeezed uh, Top Gun Maverick in there as well. Right. Maybe some, well, maybe maybe that's part of it. Maybe maybe it just works better on 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 this is a big screen. But the action sequences were in, were incredible in this film. I, I mean, yeah. musically, it's not as good as the original, one hundred percent. But I think mm-hmm. as a film, it's about twenty times better. <laughs> I personally thought Absolutely. it was way easy, like yeah, it was cheesy as hell. Like it was one of the cheesiest films I've ever seen. But it kind of <laughs> did it in hate, a way. I hate in every like... scene where him and Jennifer Connelly. Um, the bit why were they together the bit yeah, that, where he yeah. has to pay the entire bar any film that does that i'm like you just forced this man to pay like a thousand dollars on everyone's beer that's is, that's is cool <laughs> i'm not i'm not sure the action scenes did look that much better oh they, uh, did, they, no, they I, did i was tense as he- when he built up to that the actual you know the are you joking air heist no i was no i was like proper this is like well this is awesome the, the end sequence the it was an improvement actually having some sort of ending to the film, <laughs> unlike the first one. <laughs> yeah. At no point did I feel like any of the characters were in danger, and even the film went to great lengths to make sure that at no point did I worry about a character. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think it definitely petered out, 
but I no. I, every time, the, as soon as they went in the air, I was like, I'm enjoying this. And as soon as they landed on the ground, I was like, no, I'm not enjoying it. But do you, what about when he threw the 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 manual for the plane in the bin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one of the high points, in fairness. <laughs> but what about every single scene where John Hamm's character was like, damn Maverick, he's broken all the rules, but he's the best damn pilot I've ever seen. What about all of those that's scenes? What, that's what happened in the first one. <laughs> yeah, it happened a lot. I like to imagine like that was the original script. Of which which had a lot more like modesty and he just throws it in the bin and it's like no <laughs> love me <laughs> praise me worship me uh so the song was written and performed by lady gaga and appears in the movie twice the song not lady gaga once as a background music during a bar scene probably the one way he has to pay for everyone's stuff and more prominently at the conclusion of the movie as our heroes fly off into the sunset Lady Gaga described the process of writing the song as something she had been working on for years and that the song had multiple layers that spanned across the film's heart, her own psyche, and the nature of the world that we're living in. Christ. Which Lady is just Gaga bollocks. Lady Gaga is so theatrical, isn't she? She's just... There's no like level like mundanity to her. Everything's extreme. Yeah. Well, I mean, your main takeaway from that should be that the song was not written for Top Gun Maverick. It was literally just picked up for use in the movie and i know that for a fact because you read it online there's a quote from the lead singer of the band 21 pilots tyler joseph they were approached to write a song from the film and his quote was i was working with the music placement person for the new top gun writing a new song for them to make sure it fit with the score and tom cruise came in and just fired everybody Mm. yeah sounds like tom and what I do enjoy about that is how creatively bankrupt was this movie's production that a movie about 20 or so pilots, <laughs> they went, let's give this song to 21 pilots. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise, I've never heard their music before, Addy. <laughs> Think of like, you know, like a, a winter hat that has a brim that was very popular like in the early noughties. Yep. Uh, it's like it's like music that built for people that wore those hats. <laughs> <laughs> like the one that Daniel Powter used to wear. Like the, the old snapbacks. Did you, you know he wore like one of those like sort of beanies with a brim. I know which ones he yeah. means. Yeah, beanie, beanie with a brim. I've sent you a picture. <laughs> it is exactly the Daniel Power hat. <laughs> that is the Daniel Power. Um, you guys don't need to hear any more stuff about this song from me. I'll tell you what Tom Cruise had to say Ooh, about this song. On. But I'll cut out all the bits where he pauses because that's how he talks normally. Gaga came in with this song. It became our score. It became the heartbeat of the film. What she did emotionally. I was so concerned. Until I heard that piece. I knew that was the piece. What it does. How it married the story emotionally. So that was the moment. That was a real moment for all of us. I mean, it sounds like Tom Cruise, doesn't it? So basically, up until very close to this movie being released, they were struggling for a song. He heard this song and went, fuck it, let's make the entire film of score about this this song. Which I don't think is particularly great. What do you think of the song? It's really trying. It's like It's giving everything. It's got the synth. It's got the drum machine. It's got all of the wind mm-hmm. in the video, but it just—it's oh, so just, it's just trying too hard to be an eighties power ballad, and it just doesn't hit any kind of depth. I just—it just—I just didn't really do it for me. It—it it doesn't come close to shallow, and it doesn't come close to take my breath away. But I did yep. really enjoy one moment in the music video where there's—it's kind of like the drop into the final chorus, and like a jet flies across, and like Lady Gaga's mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> oh, I, I think I think the chorus is pretty epic. Um, I, I think the co- I think the chorus with the bits with the like some of the bits from the film, especially when they're in, uh, they're up in the air, I thought fit quite well. I think the difference between like Berlin, like the actual beats of Berlin, fits more with the I guess the romance side of the film and the eighties feel that kind of like um, 
almost like outrun midnight um sun kind of feel of it whereas this is just a wistful i guess takeoff music <laughs> it's just like it's just launch music it's just like very almost like 21 gun salute it's very american like let's just shout Wait, wait, do you know? Do you know what I thought? I thought that this song sounded like it was trying to be an earlier Diane Warren song. It sounded like <laughs> um, "There You'll Be." It sounded like yeah. "Don't Want to Miss a Thing." It was kind of yeah. That it could have been yeah more early, more mid noughties wasn't it? I get that it was okay as a song, like it, it was okay, but it was just it just felt like it was trying too hard. Whereas I didn't think the film was, and I think that's kind of what what stuck with me was that the film sort of. I think paid a bit of homage to the original one, but was sort of like it was kind of a bit tongue and cheeky, and it was kind of just fun. Whereas I thought this was went too hard for what was kind of like a silly film. Yeah, you yep. don't think it captured the movie emotionally? No, because there wasn't there wasn't much emotion in the <laughs> film, really. Was there? Like you, actually, like what you said, D. Like it, it, you know, <laughs> it, the film is stupid, but that's why it's good. <laughs> but but the song was tried too much. <laughs> Because I felt like the original Top Gun was earnest, and that's why it was that's why it was stupid. I felt like this film was intentionally ridiculous, and that's why it was good. And uh, yeah, this yeah. this song felt like it was yeah, it was for a, a dra- like a film that was like an actual drama, like a Pearl Harbor, where you know they're, they're trying to create yeah. like an emotional depth. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it's a good point. Because I listened to all of these in one go, this one to me just sort of fell to the wayside. It almost felt like the Rihanna song with more 80s backing mm. maybe if i had listened to it in a different order maybe i'd have a slightly different feel for this song but it's what's done is done and uh yeah i wasn't a big fan of it mm-hmm. <laughs> that that quote though i did watch the actual video when he said that i said that in what like just shy of a, a minute maybe the clip is like three or four minutes long where he keeps stopping pausing thinking touching his chin it's like much like all of tom cruise's interactions in the media like he's not actually thinking, like he's already got the line and the performance we ready. are, We are all part of the Tom Cruise simulation. <laughs> that is the truth. But thank God to the simulation that he created the next film. Good segue. Can I can I now talk about the film that I've yes. been wanting to cool. talk about? So the reason we're doing this for a long time. time. Yeah, go for it, go for it, go for <laughs> it. Never did I think that I would, we would ever get to talk about ah. <laughs> right. You guys have not seen this film, have you? Nope. No. It's so long. I'm jealous of the fact that you've not yet seen it. <laughs> is it on something? It's on Netflix. Oh, is it's on it? Netflix. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it is three hours. So, is is an Indian epic. Epic is not my word. Epic is an official <laughs> term. So, this is what they what they consider what they consider to be an action drama saw, in India. I saw that in the description. <laughs> Surely not. My wife repeatedly asked me, "Is this a comedy?" <laughs> so, it's directed by SS Rajamouli, and this produced. The song Natu Natu. So, depending on what language you have seen the music video or watched the film in, so the original Natu Natu is in Toluca, which is where the film has been filmed, the province of, in- of India. The Nacho Nacho, which I think is the version that has almost a quarter, I think over a quarter of a billion views on YouTube, is in the Hindi version. Um, so, the language has been uh, it's been redubbed various times, which is why sometimes it's you can see their mouths not moving quite like the words. Oh right, I just assumed that was YouTube compression problems. I think Telugu films are some of the most prominent in India. It's hard to kind of like grasp sometimes. It's like this is the third biggest selling Indian film of all time and the second biggest ever Telugu film. But that's enough about the film for now. 
I, I, I'm too eager to talk about the song and then I'll talk about the rest of it. This is a film about upsetting the British Raj <laughs> to real life, real life Indian famous uh, revolutionaries. This film is basically about, imagine if they met, this is what would happen. And it's true. What do you think of this song? I mean, honestly, I had absolutely no idea what the hell was going on. But um, yeah, I'd be lying, didn't have a fog as what was going on, but I had a massive smile on my face <laughs> the entire awesome. time that it was playing. I, I felt so pumped afterwards. I even tried <laughs> doing it? the dance when he, uh, he tried to explain how to do it. Could it's, not pull it off. It's a, it's a TikTok craze across Asia, um, which has kind of slowly made its way into the West to do the kick dance. Yeah, that's what I tried to do, but I mean, my knee just cracked right <laughs> yeah, then as I, I tried to move. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't do it, but I, I, I felt energized by the song, and that is uh, something that most songs don't do nowadays. Nope. Yeah, it's at 240 million at the moment. I don't think Diane Warren's got that, because I think it was at like 60k. <laughs> <laughs> for, for this one. For this for, one. For, for this one. For this one. Uh, Alex, what do you think of Natu Natu? I mean, God, I'm not sure I'll ever recover from the exhaustion of watching the four minute clip. That's all. <laughs> um, I, th- I think it's weird because like they feel. <laughs> well, I mean, God, I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine one take as well. I mean, that can't be true. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be true. I did. I like. I didn't take in any of the song the first time around because I was just like, I was just like completely overwhelmed by what I was seeing. It's it's, it's, it's like it's, it's such a visual spectacle, and you just I'm like. I just tried to like decipher and decode what what I was watching and like what was happening and, and Indian it, cinema it, baby. It was like oh my god! But then I listened to just purely the song on its own and and it and it's it's just a qualified banger. I mean, yes. people don't use the term floor filler enough anymore. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's. I want this to have the same impact Gangnam Style. Ad I think it should. I think it's better. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that, but. I'm happy for it to be declared the next. Yeah, the next game. So, um, but it's just so pure. The enjoyment it is. So, it is. Yeah, they say smiles. It's just so intoxicating watching them. Like when they're doing the the yeah. waist, the braces dance. You know, when they're pulling the braces. <laughs> God. So the song's composed by someone called Emmanuel Kiravani with lyrics by Chandra Bose, who's again these are famous names in India. It's doing well on the circuit. So it won the Golden Globe for best original song which makes it, in my opinion, it's probably the most likely to win. Again, this is the first Asian nomination in the category. Um, it was In the Golden Globes, it was the first Asian win. It's the first Indian film to ever be nominated. I think it won the best foreign film at the Golden Globes, and it's won a lot of other awards going around, so I think it has quite a good chance. And it's nothing like there's been... I know people can compare it to like Jai Ho, but I think it's completely different. It's a lot more authentic. Um, I guess Slumdog That's a very lazy comparison. Yeah, well, that's, but like if you watch video analyses, like, um, you know, the honest trailers do like a, um, like a video. Yeah. It, and that's, that is the only go to comparison that people in the West can really make mm. of, you know, like a, of what is always a, like what people would say, oh, it's a Bollywood film because it's like an Indian film that involves dancing. <laughs> Of that kind of, you know, I guess just a, a Western neglectful view. But the truth is, like, even if you don't feel like you've got three hours to watch the film, there's like two scenes on YouTube. There's one of where they release, like, animals to attack the British Raj, which is also incredible. Um, it just starts throwing lions at people. There's a bit of a spoiler. <laughs> but again, it's not a comedy. It's not a comedy. 
Um, and then there's the opening scene of the film, which is also the main dude running away from a lion barefoot. Uh, ba- sorry, running away from a Siberian tiger, like barefooted through the jungle. The film is incredible. The scene you won't have seen before the music video. So basically, they're at he. They start. Uh, one of them starts like a love affair with the um, a British woman. Um and the gen- the British guy in the video who like looks angry at them, he trips up one of the one of the guys while they're all dancing and starts to insult him, saying, Why does no one in this country know how to dance? And then he makes a very sort of uh lewd curse at brown people can't dance and then shows what how he can tap, he can do the tango, the swing, the flamenco and then these two guys like the, the start drumming, and then this song plays out. <laughs> and I guess it's the whole fact that they can dance better than anyone there. Um, I don't doubt it. I don't <laughs> doubt it's it. True. Yeah, it's 100%. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> um, the film is not all like this. Like I say, it's three hours, and it is a drama. There is a lot of uh, pouty-talky moments, but it does also have lots of other songs. Um, it is a musical. I don't know if they generally consider them to be musicals because this just might be the trend. I don't know Telugu films very, very well. Um, but if you can, <laughs> go and watch it, guys. At least listen to the music video another 50,000 times because it's absolutely incredible. Yeah, I do, I do worry that I've seen the best bit of the film mm. and um, I would just be wanting a film of this. I, I'll tell you, you've seen one of the best bits. Like I say, if you just like those bits, just go on YouTube and watch the two other like top clips because they're like ten minute versions that are also like this. There is, I generally liked the film. Three hours go like anything because the editing is so extreme. It's like a combination. Some of it looks so schlocky, yet others just look so crisp. Why do you think? Because um, you said it, it was it won. Did you say it won a Golden Globe for best international film? It's not nom. I'm pretty sure it did. It's not yeah. nominated at the Oscars. Is it not? Nope. I didn't even look. Um, no, which... I don't know why. It is not. Um, I don't. I honestly don't know why. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, unless it's because it's just come to Netflix and I don't think it's been in the cinemas. I, don't, I know they don't have that official rule, but I just can't see why it wouldn't be. Because I just think it's incredible. At least worthy of a nomination. But I think there's, there's often a view of, like, you know, in the Indian market is such a huge movie market. Um... That yeah. and very, very rarely, even films that do incredibly well in India and even do okay critically just don't make it over here. Um, you go on like IMDb Top 250, or um, if you go on like list websites like iChip Movies, there'll be Indian films darted like between like North by Northwest and um, like Dial M for Murder or something like that. There'll be an Indian film, like people are like, why is that here? It's because Indian, the Indian population love their films. Like they love these kind of movies and they see this as one of their best and for some reason it just doesn't push out. I don't know if it is because of that I don't know, it's almost like daytime dramatization that comes across as kind of comedic to us when it's not the intention there. It's just a pure overwhelming enjoyment. Almost like I guess fifties musicals were in America that it would be like your the emotion of the scene is oh is over brimming and it has to be connoted in song. Whereas I don't think it's all that's all how musicals kind of are now. It's a it's a a marketing tool. It's a very much like a 
how can we package this and produce this and you know include big names and it's kind of gone away from where it was maybe of the um like the Stephen Sondheim musicals of the you know like uh, Oklahoma yeah. and Seven Brides for Seven Brothers and things like this. The the modern musical is very very different. Overall, I think it's a shame and I think it's uh it might, it might not be the best. I think All Quiet on the Western Front will probably win, but I don't know. It should have been nominated and. I guess it comes back to our next question, which is what what is the best song? I guess now it's time to figure out what is going to be the best original song. The real award, the That Song From That Movie Award, which is much more prestigious. <laughs> I've managed to uh, rope in some extra votes from people who are also the best, <laughs> which is the people that have uh, supported the podcast, so our Patreons Ooh. and etc. Maybe we'll make this a thing going forward. I don't know. I haven't figured out. It was a very spur-of-the-moment, last-moment thing. So, uh, our first vote goes from one of our supporters, Jade, who has gone for This Is A Life. This Is A Life was her favourite, and then, yeah, she also liked Natu Natu. One in the box there. Uh, Alex, do you want to go next? I can do. I think it's it's whether it's which is my favourite, and which do I think... Which would I like to win, and which do I think will win? (laughs) The best... Song, in my opinion, is This Is A Life. It's the one I like the most. It's the one that's more in line with kind of my musical taste. I think it would be amazing if not to what And I hope it does win, because Ben, you seem to think that it's picked up a few awards on the circuit. Um, so I hope that does win. The only other one I could see maybe winning would be Lift Me Up, the Rihanna one, just because it sounds a bit like a Oscar-y song, and they might go for it just yeah. because of the connotations, and I think to to uh, Chadwick yeah, Boseman, I, I think so. Will win is out of two. I think it's out of Lift Me Up and Natu Natu. But my favorite is This Is the Life. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So that's a second vote for This Is a Life. And next vote comes from Emma, who's one of our patrons, who's always massively supportive of us on Twitter. Who's Emma? And she's gone for Hold My Hand. She felt it was the most engaging one when when viewed in the context of outside of the films. I can see it. I can yeah, I see that. that. Yeah. Powerful, very gaga. It is very, it is very, it is very gaga. It's hard to argue with that uh, critique. <laughs> it's incredibly gaga. Um, who should go next, me or Ben? You know what I'm going to say. <laughs> um, go on, Ben, you go next. Not to, not to, not to, I hope they, I, not only do I hope they win... And not only do I think they're going to win, I hope they perform it oh, live. Yeah. <laughs> Over with the dance, that, you know, please. Mainly because I only that expect that there's lots of splicing in the, in the production of the song. And like, maybe they can't do it at that speed and intensity. <laughs> but you, you don't think they're going to like cut in shots of like talk show hosts in America well, well, trying yeah. to, trying it on their stage oh, like God. Fallon and Corden. Oh, uh, you just, Corden. You just, you've literally just killed it in my mind. God, yeah, that's going to oh, happen. Corden's going to get his face and yep. body all over. Oh, I'm going to see Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> doing it. Yeah. Sorry, I ruined yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Not you, you are the British Raj who I now hate. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, two votes for This Is A Life, one for Natu Natu and one for Hold My Hand. Final vote from our patrons is Ashley. Uh, again, massive supporter of us. And uh, one of the real, uh, what the kids say, the real OGs. Is that what they say? Or do they stop saying that now? Is that, is that am I old? I don't know. Do, you're you're like the one that? with the finger on the yeah. pulse of the youth. Yep. I, I don't have a TikTok account, though. <laughs> Get one. 
So, <laughs> give, Again. Give, why don't you why don't you just open a TikTok account and just do the Naruto Naruto dance and then close it? Just that one thing out in the world. Uh well I'll I'll give it a crack. A literal no, crack when your knee breaks. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I won't be able to post it because I'll just be in a crumpled heap on the floor. And Ashley's vote is gone for this is a life. Uh so he agrees well, presumably agrees with what you guys have said. He won't have heard that yet because that's not how podcasts work. <laughs> There's yeah. some smart, smart Patreon uh, supporters out there, though, I think. It is a very, very good song. I just don't think it's an Oscar song. It's the only one that I would probably have agree. on a playlist. I mean, Natu Natu doesn't have to be on a playlist because I have to watch it with a video. <laughs> yeah. We can officially say it's one because it doesn't matter what I vote for now. I was going to give my vote and will give my vote to Natu Natu because it's the one I had the biggest, <laughs> like emotional reaction to regardless of what that emotion was compared to the other songs so yeah officially declared this is a life is the best original song according to that song from that movie just because i brought up earlier jump to say who the bookie's favorite is oh yeah who's paddy power got okay it's uh it's natu natu <laughs> is it? not only do they think natu natu is gonna win it's got like some of the shortest odds out of any category. They're pretty confident that it's going to win. I mean, like I say, because he won the Golden Globe, and I think he's usually a good predictor. I think I think that's probably. I imagine those odds changed after the Golden Globes and the um, hypothetical Baftas that have not happened yet. I mean, the Baftas don't do a song award, do they? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure they don't. I don't think they do. Annoyingly, I just checked the. I just che- I just checked that the Baftas are the best uh, best film not in English language, and it's not there either. So it's frustrating. Oh well. Also, I I don't under, I don't know how you can have Irish films in foreign language films not in English language. I mean, I I think only part of that film is not in, in not in English. Which, which what the Banshees of Inisherin is that? No, no, no. There's a film, another Irish film nominated for well, an Oscar. Right. I just think you can go further out. <laughs> Surely there's more because in in the, in the Oscars it goes to like the country. Like the the country wins. Uh, wait, and you say it's the Baftas? No, Baft- this is Baftas as well. Sorry, but I'm I'm thinking in the in Oscars. I'm going to say because like if if it's just the Baftas that have nominated an Irish film as a foreign language film, <laughs> it feels like an intentional <laughs> shot. Nah. Like uh, take that Good Friday Agreement. <laughs> Topically, we're always topical. So that brings an end to our Oscars special of that song that movie for 2023. Let us know on Twitter, on Hive, and on Instagram. Which song you think is going to win the Oscar for Best Original Song? Uh, Alex, what is our handle? TSFTMPod. Thank you. So it can help the podcast in many ways. Uh, one of those ways is by sharing this on a random subreddit. But Ben, what random subreddit should they share this one on? Oh, um, the nachos. <laughs> nachos. Ah, <Yep. laughs> nachos. Uh, so you can also help the podcast by... Signing up to our Patreon, buying our merch, uh, telling your friends. In fact, if you sign up for our Patreon or something along those lines, maybe your vote will be included next time. I don't know if we're going to make that into a thing going forward. Not decided. Uh, did you guys like that? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. All the links are in the show notes. So all left now is to do some goodbyes. So it's goodbye from myself, goodbye, and goodbye from Alex. Take my name out of your goddamn mouth! <laughs> Oh, we're so close. <laughs> I genuinely thought we could get through a full episode without referencing it. Come on. As if. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and goodbye from Ben. We still love you, Diane. Yeah, of course we do. Could always be next year, Diane.
Make an actual real film. I don't think she's been making the films. She might have made this one. <laughs> she could have made this She one. might have made this You've been completely one. confused by this whole process, Ben. It could have been David Gurr. He's been playing around with their AI. Yeah. He's absolutely going to get sued. He made an Eminem AI bot for his, for his concert, and Eminem rapped for him, and he does not have permission. Oh, it's a, it's a can of worms waiting to Oh, it's, this is spill. It's getting scary now. Yeah. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. Kudos. Dang, we're in. Where is the moment you need the most? Was that in a film? Zoe always gets annoyed because no matter what playlist she creates on Spotify, I always add Bad Day Daniel Power to it.